Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lackadaisical LibroCuberless. This show is one where I push a series of buttons, and after the buttons are pushed, sounds will play that will indicate a new segment. The segments are broken up into various media types. The media types are all things that I have consumed in the past week or so, and then I talk about them. Why? Why would I do such a thing? I don't rightly know, but 509 plus episodes in now, might as well keep going, right? It'd be silly to stop at 509. Should have stopped at 500. I'm an idiot. (sighs) You may not have consumed some of this media yourself, so I warn of that possibility because I could spoil things for you. I think and hope and pray that this is going to be a shorter episode. Uh, if, if you listen to episode 501, uh, first of all, thank you. Second of all, I explained how this new format was supposed to make uh, episodes shorter, uh, although it hasn't done so at all. Basically, I used to do it on a timer, uh, five five-minute segments. Uh, now I just sort of like push a button, talk for a bit, push a button, talk for a bit, and sort of let flow what may. However, it turns out what flows is more so than I had anticipated quite often. So <sighs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, uh, other than I'm going to push that button, and uh, I think this might be a shorter episode. Fingies crossed. Monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is the Barnacle Bar and Grill. Thank you for that sponsorship of this movie monologue in which I only have one movie which I do believe is unheard of. See, this is why I assumed this might be a shorter episode because I only have one movie. Hey, how about that? Uh, Summer Rental from 1985 starring John Motherfucking Candy. Um, if you've seen The Great Outdoors with John Candy and, uh, what's his name, Crystal Skull, Vodka, Dan Aykroyd, um, similar in tone, uh, and idea and just movie overall, um, in the fact that it's a a dude who goes on vacation and, and shit goes awry for said dude, uh, and then eventually sort of more so in this one than in uh, The Great Outdoors, uh, he'll reach a point where he'll sort of get in a groove of stuff where it, it, it's no longer such a horrible time. And he's sort of come to the realization that, yes, yes, I can have fun in this circumstance. That's that sort of thing. Uh, let me read the image. Uh, an overworked air traffic controller takes his family on a beach vacation, but is soon beset by a series of mishaps. 
Uh, try not to spoil any of the mishaps if you watch this, and I do recommend you do. Uh, what would I give it for a rating? <laughs> I think The Great Outdoors is better. Uh, and I think I gave that, uh, I don't know if I've ever reviewed it on the podcast. I assume I have. I'm, I'm fairly confident I have. Uh, I'd probably give that like a four to a five and probably give this definitely above a three because my scale, if you are unfamiliar, is three is for a movie that I enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. And I've seen this three or four times. So uh, over the years since 1985, when I was four years old. I probably didn't watch it when I was four, I assume. Or maybe I did. I don't know. You, you can have a kid watch this. There is uh, there's some raunchiness. Directed by Carl Reiner. So, you know, there's a good mark for it. Uh, I'll go a, a four. A solid four. And if you watch it on a Sunday while lazing in bed with the missus. <laughs> not my missus. I suppose you could. I'll ask her if you like. Um, closer to a five. Talk. Today's television talk sponsor is Big Biz Bank. The bank for Big Biz. Thank you for that sponsorship. We're talking Succession Season 1. Yes, from uh, HBO. It's not just TV. Uh, this very much falls in more so than I think maybe even any TV show that I can remember. Uh, falls into the category of shows that I hear people on podcasts talking about and then also shows where these people who are talking say they're gonna not spoil things and don't so that's impressive but there's apparently something in season two I think although season one was pretty fucked up as well um something in season two that's just like so mind-blowing that people are like you better watch it before these spoilers start percolating into the into the the interwebs and what have you uh, i haven't seen any i'm usually pretty good at avoiding spoilers like uh for example uh avengers endgame which i won't spoil right now uh, i i managed to avoid that for weeks because i i didn't see it or did i see it in the theater i think uh, yeah, anyways, I, I did a good job at uh, avoiding that one, for example, and that was probably one of the biggest ones, so I, I think I should be okay with Succession Season 2, big spoiler thing. Uh, okay, so, Season 1, uh, easy, easy, 5 out of 5. Uh, not too surprising from uh, HBO shows, quite often they are up there on my rating scale. Uh, and, and I went into this fairly blind as well. Like, I didn't really know much uh, what it was going to be about, basically, at all. Um, according to the IMDA, uh, Succession Falls a Dysfunctional American, American Global Media Family. Yeah, it's fairly accurate. Uh, you know what? I, 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 like, part of me thinks that uh, it, maybe this is a strange comparison, and maybe the other part of me thinks probably lots of people have made this comparison. So, you know what? Tell you what, get a little audience participation and let me know which category this falls into. Uh, this reminds me of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Picture Game of Thrones, but instead of taking place in a fantasy world, it takes place in the world of business. Um, where, you know, exciting things are happening and uh, uh, backstabbing and, 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 and anger and greed and lust and... Uh, just an incredible, just, just, there'll be things where 
definitely in the last episode, I will say, where my jaw literally dropped, and and where you watch these people have their interactions with with each other and the world, and you're just being, what the do people like this actually exist? And if they do, um, we are doomed as as a species. Yeah, basically that's it. So, I recommend very much Succession, season one. <coughs> I'm going to move on to season two now, uh, and if I binge it as quickly as I did the first one, uh, I don't think I'll have it next episode, but maybe the one after. <laughs> Excuse me. We will see what we will see. What is the next button that I am pushing this one? Today's game, Gavin's sponsor, is the Dwarven Robot Ice Age Apocalypse. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, continuing on with the steam cleaning, which uh, I just realized is funny because steam cleaning is actually a thing. But I'm referring to steam as in the online store that sells video games. And the cleaning I am referring to is the fact that I will have video games pile up that I have not played. And occasionally... Uh, I, I will say, oh, geez, I've got all these games I've never played before. I better play a bunch of them or else that's money wasted and I am cheap. So having wasted money does not appeal to my brain. Hmm. Game the first. Into the Breach. Control powerful mechs from the future to defeat an alien threat. Each attempt to save the world presents a new randomly generated challenge in this turn-based strategy. It uh, doesn't say there, but I am fair... Oh, yeah, no, it does say there, actually. From the makers of FTL. So, uh, FTL, I spoke of very, very highly on this podcast and is a game uh, that definitely gets a 5 out of 5 for me. Uh, 5 out of 5 for a video game. Uh, now that I'm, like, 90% Steam, as opposed to, uh, you know, PS4 or uh, Switch, uh, 90%, yeah, that's probably accurate. Um a 5 out of 5 is when I'm done playing, done in quotes, I will leave it installed on my computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's sort of the metric there. Uh, and, and Into the Breach, I will leave installed. So, therefore, ergo, gets a 5 out of 5. I, I, I think it's because it definitely shares some similarities with FTL. And uh, it's turn-based, so... Uh, what I like about a turn-based game is the lack of having to pay 100% attention 100% of the time, because if you are a long-time listener, you will know I play video games while watching TV and movies and vice versa, so maybe my uh, attention is not uh, always on the thing, and it, and it allows me to better split focus on a turn-based thing, so... Uh, there's, I bet you people have compared this to a, a sort of chess-based thing. Um, you'll have your, your mechs on the board, uh, the baddies will have their, their aliens on the board, and you're sort of moving around trying to destroy one another. Now, something very interesting this game does, which, uh, it, I, I don't think anything has ever done anything like this. Uh, you can see exactly what the alien is going to do on its next move before you make your move. Um, and th further, like like that right there is interesting, but further, 
if you okay so say there is in front of one of the aliens a building that it's going to hit um and, and, and you could see that on your turn. Uh, if you use one of your mechs to move that alien one space away, it's still going to make that attack um, in front of it. So you could say move it to now what's in front of this alien is another alien and it will continue its attack and attack that alien instead of the building it was going to attack. So that's where the, uh, I sort of feel like the little chess like thoughts come in like you're 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 both trying to kill them but you're not necessarily going to be able to kill them in one shot you might hurt them and push them uh you might hurt them and kill them you might push them in the middle of water that'll kill them. like there's a lot of strategy and and i feel like it's possibly like i i played on one of the easier difficulties uh i feel like this definitely has that potential for uh, uh easy to learn difficult to master sort of thing um you're upgrading your mechs uh, you're getting different abilities. Uh, you're progressing through different islands where you're trying to sort of keep them at bay. And it's uh, just a lot of fun. And, and then it mentioned there, which I actually didn't know, it was randomly generated. So that's sort of impressive in itself, the fact that I didn't even realize that. Uh, so that's a, yet another reason to sort of leave it installed is because now I can go back and play this again and uh, have, a, have a, a, a subtly different experience. So Into the Breach, I recommend. Moving on to... I see why. Oh, <laughs> I see why. Otherwise known as Icy, <laughs> idiot. Uh, Icy colon Frostbite Edition. Uh, Icy Frostbite Edition is a narrative-driven post-apocalyptic survival RPG set in the new Ice Age. Create your character. Did I? Yeah, I guess I did. Lead your family. Make difficult choices and try to choose to survive the frozen world. Uh, you know what this game reminds me of. Uh, a little bit is what was that one steampunk not steampunks frozen punk frozen you know what i have my maybe i can uh, find i have my steam open here frozen i think it had the word steam in it steam frostpunk frostpunk that's what it was uh, uh so i spoke of uh, frostpunk on this podcast not too long ago and uh, i think i gave it a four or five i do remember very much liking it there was a part of that game where you sent uh, scouts out into the frozen wasteland, and it was sort of like a turn-based and a, a text-based where they would find things and you would say, okay, bring it back, or okay, keep going, or, or, or stuff like that. Uh, it, it feels like it took that part of that game and just flushed it out more, uh, and, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, Rating-wise, uh, I, I think I'll go solid four. Yeah, uh, you're sort of gathering uh, uh, loot and food uh, it's got that sort of classic thing which I've seen in other games where every move uh, in fact two of the games in this uh, uh, cleanup actually have this mechanic where uh, every move you make in this world requires food which s sort of makes sense you know if you're traveling from A to B in a frozen wasteland and that sort of represents uh, time passed, like it could be days even, uh, you're of course going to need food to survive that journey. So uh, that goes down. Uh, and then maybe you have to sort of make the decision, do I hunt or do I continue on? If, if you don't get anything while hunting, 
then your food goes down and yet you haven't moved so there's a little strategy there uh then there's battles uh sort of turn based not card based uh what's that game darkest descent it's sort of a little like that where you're sort of picking what moves you want to do uh for each of your characters and then just pushing a button and they'll do all their moves and then all the bad guys will do do their moves and it's a sort of uh you know some might attack some might be a more defensive um it's also all based on what weapons they're holding uh and some of your the the people in your party will be better with some weapons than they are with others so you'll sort of have to manage that a little bit uh you know it, it doesn't get super deep strategy wise but enough that i had fun so uh again i reckon mine <laughs> i can't believe i like i had it in my one you know what it is it's because like the font it's icy in in capital letters uh so maybe that's why i was saying i see why ICY colon frostbite edition four out of five last but least no this was also fun uh, uh regions of ruin uh you know what we had a good uh, mix here of these uh, these three games because i find often often yeah somewhat often when i play these steam cleanup games like i'll play for you know five minutes i'll be like oh geez this thing's brutal uh, and then I'll never play it again. But uh, these three games, all of them uh, I, I had a lot of fun with. Uh, Regions of Ruin is a 2D pixel side-scrolling RPG with town building where you explore, fight, and build into an open world that progressively challenges you and your settlement and threatens the extinction of the dwarven race. Folks, we got to keep these dwarves alive, right? Uh, apparently I did a horrible job because there's no dwarves left. Uh, in the world today, that is. Yeah, so um, you're going to have like a base that you can return to uh, and, and then the things you got out in the world and your adventures, you can uh, build your base up, uh, which is a mechanic I love just in anything uh, from Fallout uh, 4 to, to any to Fallout 76 to any non-Fallout game <laughs> that has that mechanic. I, I, I like uh, the fact that things you have in the world are not just there for you to use they're there for you to build uh, in any game that's a mechanic that i enjoy um of the games this one's probably closer to a three i'm pretty sure i did uninstall it when i was uh, done with it but uh it was worth the well i bought it during a steam sale right now it's twelve dollars so i had to assume it's was probably half that when i bought it and definitely worth the money uh i think that is it for games for now. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie bit me. Today's Internet's Intercourse sponsor is Candied Corn. Not to be confused with Candy Corn. Uh, Internet Tintagoras item, the first, Conan O'Brien needs a friend with guest John Oliver. Yes, uh, this is an interesting crossover. Uh, for some reason, I just don't know if I ever thought of these sort of two worlds colliding. And, uh, interesting is that I sort of had that thought, and then they said, yeah, we don't really know each other that well. <laughs> like, uh, five minutes into the interview, like, they've only met a, cu a couple of times over the years. Quite often on this podcast, Conan O'Brien needs a friend, uh, he will talk to people who he interacts with on a fairly regular basis, people who he could probably already consider 
friends, if not friendly, whereas uh, this one, the connection was less at start. Although, by the end of the episode, they seemed uh, to, to share a lot in common, uh, not least of which uh, sense of humor, which I think is probably one of the best things you can have in common to base a friendship off of. Oh, end a sentence with of. You're not supposed to do that. Uh, so, uh, that, if you haven't listened to any episodes of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, uh, what I would suggest is look through the list and pick one of the people who you enjoy. That's that's sort of a, a good podcast tip in general. Uh, if there's a podcast people are trying to get you to listen to um, uh, that has guests, uh, pick one where the guest is someone and you're like, oh yeah, I want to I want to hear this person talk for a long time. <laughs> uh, alternatively, if it's not something with guests, pick one that has a subject that you enjoy. And those are those are good podcast funding tips. And this is coming from someone who listens to way too many podcasts, dozens, literally dozens. How many dozens? Pfft, too many dozens. <sighs> You know what, I should put a list, uh, or at least a number, um, because uh, it's got to be near 50, like like it's rid- a, a ridiculous amount, uh, uh, way too many. What helps, this is another pro tip for you podcast listeners out there, uh, uh, which you are, by definition, if you're hearing this, you're a podcast listener, uh, start listening at, uh, you know, normal speed, because that's the default, then you know what, maybe... Uh, depending on the podcast, bump it up to one and a half speed. You know, maybe it's, I uh, wouldn't recommend it for beginners uh, on a podcast that has anything sort of story rela- related, any scripted podcast, I wouldn't do that for. But, you know, if it's just two people talking, you bump it up to 1.5 speed. Uh, at first, maybe you'll miss a few things, but eventually, you know what, I'll tell you, you won't even notice. And then when you turn it back down to one for something, it'll sound weird. It'll sound like they're drunk. It'll sound like everyone's talking slow. Then... When you're a pro like myself, <laughs> you bump it up to two times speed, po. Then you're literally listening to twice as many podcasts as you could in without doing so. So, you know, pro tips, pro podcast tips. Now, uh, pro podcast tips on how to get listeners to your podcast. You don't come to me. I have no idea. But, you know, how to listen to them. I got you covered. Moving on to Trixie Mattel gets axed in Dead by Daylight. Yes, uh, Trixie Mattel, apparently from RuPaul's Drag Race, which is a show that I'm curious about because uh, it's similar to Succession, actually. Very similar into uh, Succession, which is probably a comparison that's never been made, uh, in that it's a television show that I hear a crap ton. A crap ton. I don't even know why I didn't say shit ton. Because I mean a shit ton of people on podcasts talk about their love of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I don't know if Trixie is a former contestant or like one of the judges, um, but uh, if a contestant, man, probably did well, judging by uh, the, 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 the incredible uh, look had in this the uh, video footage on Polygon. Uh, so Polygon is a video game centric uh, uh, YouTube channel, and uh, they do podcasts as well, and uh, apparently, I, I wonder how they sort of met one another, or, or, or this was, was sort of arranged. Apparently, Trixie's very good at the video game Dead by Daylight, um, so came and played it. Now, she was given all tips and tricks uh, and, and things of that nature, but uh, also was visu- uh, visually upset at 
not being able to uh, come in with a win. So I, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, did have these sort of uh, long nails, so maybe that, excuse me, had some effect on it. Who's to say? But uh, it, it was fun to see. Uh, and and uh, fun to see that game, too. Uh, it makes me want to maybe watch it on... Uh, on Twitch a little bit. Uh, I had it in the past, but sort of thought it uh, died away. But apparently it's still going strong, which... Uh, maybe I should actually play it. Why wouldn't I do that? <laughs> uh, mental note, look into Dead by Daylight. Uh, you know what? Let's look into it right now. How much does it cost on Steam here? If I go to the store... I'm going to guess it's $23. How about that for a guess? Dead by... Holy shit. $11. $10.99. That's pretty good. Okay, you know what I'll do? Oh, it's on sale. 50% off. Folks, weekend deal. Because it's... Cause, oh, I'll give you a little behind-the-scenes action. Uh, recording this uh, on October 26th. Which you're not supposed to tell people that. That's Professionals never do that. Uh, what you're going to hear me do right now is by Dead by Daylight. And then in a future episode, oh, accidentally hit as a gift. No, for myself. Uh, uh, in a future episode, in a, a game segment, <coughs> excuse me, a game gambit segment, I will uh, play Dead by Daylight and see how that goes. It looks a little horrifying, to be honest with you. But I'll tell you, with the tricks I now have from uh, uh, Trixie, uh, I should do a lot better than I would otherwise. Uh, okay, moving on to, speaking of, oh, segue. Hey, look at this, I have a segue. Speaking of scary games, uh, Funhouse has, as they do every year in the month of October, been playing spooky games, which is fun to see on several levels for me. The first level is that I cannot play uh, scary games. Like, I'm going to play Dead by Daylight, but that's a little different. It's like online uh, and it's not like a narrative game, I guess. Maybe that's what the difference is. Whereas uh, uh, some of the games they play, like I, I, I just, I, I can't. Something about them, like my, my, my I start to sweat <laughs> uh, more. <laughs> uh, like I could literally feel my heart beating, uh, which is not a good thing. Why? Because normally you don't feel it beating. You just assume it is. But it's not good to feel it beating. And I just, I get nervous. And like, it does something more than reading a book or watching a movie, a scary movie. That doesn't do it to me. But playing a game, maybe it's the interactive nature of it where you sort of feel like you're involved. That's probably what it is. So, to get over that... I like to watch people play because it sort of removes me from the experience a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny about that? Even though, like, I, I, I get more nervous, anxious, let's just go ahead and call it scared, watching people play scary video games than I do watching scary movies. Yeah, so th that gives you some idea. Uh, uh, so it's fun that the good people there over at Funhouse... Uh, I play a bunch of them during the holiday season so I can uh, uh, experience them. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not retro. Uh, this is uh, the podcast where I try to think of a word. Uh, vicariously. Whew. It's a tough word. 
through their uh, experience. So thank you, Funhouse. Uh, moving on to the Adventure Zone goes back to the... Oh, yes. Yes, so exciting, so exciting. Um, so the Adventure Zone uh, just wrapped up their Amnesty arc uh, where they played... Uh, uh, I forget what it's called. Was it, it wasn't Fate, was it? Uh, Monster of the Week, I think it was called. Something like that. They played something that was not D&D. Uh, and my love of the Adventure Zone sprung forth from the fact that they played D&D. Uh, and, and I did get, you know, almost probably a dozen episodes into Amnesty, but it just didn't keep me in uh, the way uh, it, it did when they had the bounce arc and they were playing D&D. So they're going back to that uh, in uh, an arc called Graduation. Graduation. Because it's going to take place in a magical Hogwarts-esque school? Question mark? Uh, about the Hogwarts part it's definitely taking place in a magical school uh something cool they're doing is they're not the sort of uh, uh main students of the school they're sort of in a in a like a separate section where the it almost sounds like where the poor folk are going to school uh the, or, or sort of the rejects if you will a uh, very interesting idea and i think it'll allow them to have some cool interactions and and the cool thing about a school as well is you have a, a good base for so much like you have every single class could be uh, uh different missions to go on different quests uh, uh just uh, i play technically play but i should maybe say played because i haven't played in so long in a uh, uh harry potter uh, well if you're a long time listener you've heard me read the recaps in a harry potter D D uh group and you could just tell that there's a lot of stuff that you can work with in this sort of uh, combination of school and D D. Uh, I, I think it's a very smart move on their part uh, and I'm so, so excited. As soon as I saw that literal, that announcement, literal goosebumps, and uh, I just can't wait. Uh, lastly, but not leastly, I just wanted to throw uh, an honorable mention to Richard Ayoade. Uh, I went through a bit of a rabbit hole with him, and uh, not only is it easy to do on YouTube, it's fun to do, because everything he is in is a good thing. He's uh, in that category of performer who, uh, if there's a thing a piece of media, a television show, a movie, or whatever, uh, a, a YouTube channel, and uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to like it or not. If I see he's involved, I know I'm going to like it. That's just period, full stop. So he gets the last, but not least, honorable mention. Folks, we did it. Uh, shorter, I suppose, technically, than some of the recent episodes, but I thought it would be even shorter than this. It's apparently, I can't stop talking. Jeebus. Jeebus. I do have to say one final thing, though. Of course, let us not forget. It's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things, and I do not mean butts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. 
Wait till the warm-up's underway Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper